Whether you have a diagnosis or not, I don't care. Jump inside this podcast and I'm going to teach you how to read your own blood work so you can find the answers to your health concerns. Yes, those normal labs that your doctor keeps saying, oh, they look great. We'll see you again in six months. They really have answers in them if you know how to read it correctly. So come join me along this journey, leave a review and share with your friends. Let's dive in. What health coaching certification program do I recommend? I get this question asked all the time. Well, I've finally vetted them out and the one program that outshines all others is Functional Diagnostic Nutrition or FDN. There are three reasons why. One, it's very clinically based and teaches labs. I myself turned down a master's degree in functional medicine because it didn't teach labs. Two, you have lifetime access and it always gets updated. This is important because things change and you need to be in the know. Three, when you complete the training on your timeline, they have an incredible post-grad community. So they don't just kick you out on the streets and say, good luck. If you've been thinking about receiving your health coaching certification or are a practitioner looking to branch out and scale a virtual practice, now is the time. Make 2023 your year. Do this for you, your family, and those you're about to help. Go to fdntraining.com slash Dr. Kylie. Check the show notes for a $250 off code available for a limited time. I am happy to announce that I have partnered with Functional Diagnostic Nutrition because I love their program so much. They're now the podcast sponsor. All right, let's get into the podcast episode. Here we go. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. Today's episode is with Lisa Dunlap. She was a nurse, a nurse practitioner, actually, who left the Western medicine world because her body was about to shut down and decided to take the leap of faith into the entrepreneur world. So Lisa, I'd love to hear your story. Yeah. Thanks for the introduction and thanks for having me. I think it probably began three years ago. It was a good place to start in the pandemic in Seattle when I hit rock bottom burnout. And much like most bedside practitioners, it was probably building up for many years. So that I've been a nurse practitioner about nine years and a nurse five years before that. Um, But like many of us high achieving women in healthcare, I was doing all the things. I had two small ones, just like you have right now. I had a two-year-old and a five-year-old. And I was doing, you know, marathons and trying to do it all. And I was, at that time, a palliative and hospice nurse practitioner. And I was going in and out of homes. And I tried to run this marathon. And I The next day, I just woke up and I couldn't walk. I was very physically active. This was about a month or two before the pandemic hit, and I didn't injure myself. And so I had this mini wake-up call about what am I without doing all the things? And I couldn't mother. I couldn't go to work. And in this journey of healing, I started going inward and trying to understand what was going on. And as we most humans do, I was looking for Western medicine causes. And having been trained long before I was a nurse, I was trained in mindfulness, clinical aromatherapy, reflexology, herbalism. So I started using those tools and tapping into that. And then the pandemic hit and more stress, more anxiety. I was going in and out of nursing homes in Seattle where the pandemic began. And 
my kid's childcare fell through. So much like you have your little one in your lap, I really wasn't used to juggling those two things, a full-time job, full-time kids at home. And I got this call. My family was about to go to the mountain for our last ski trip. It was like lights out, stay home. Uh, Seattle was really took it seriously. And I was well enough to do that. And the doctor said, my OBGYN said, do you have a minute? Can you sit down? And I just got really quiet. We're driving up to the mountain. Our nanny's in the back. We'll get the kids. And we're like, and I was like, yeah. And she said, you know, we found this grapefruit sized mass in your ovary. We think it's been causing your back and hip pain for the last couple months. And that was a bit of a relief because I felt like I was going crazy searching for a diagnosis, which I'm sure many people here can relate. And the doctors were starting to say nothing's wrong with you. Um, and so I just knew I'm a hospice nurse practitioner. I was like, oh my gosh, my life 40 years before me flashed before my eyes and the next 40 years because ovarian cancer is very silent, very quick and deadly. And that was this moment of wake up for me where I just got to choose a different way. Having spent a lifetime with anxiety and depression, it was always the victim path. And this time I chose, you know what? So the doctor's saying, we need you to rush into the office and look at the scans. And I'm thinking, wait a second, this has been growing for a while. This isn't an emergency. Going to my favorite place on earth. And I asked myself this question, what is it I need to feel nurtured in this moment? And as I asked that, it was, you know what? I'll see you in a few days. <laughs> I feel pretty good right now. We'll deal with the stress later. And I'm going to go on this trip with my family. And so that weekend on the mountain was this beautiful dance between where else would I rather be if the world is chaos, my body's chaos, I can't control anything, but I can choose what I think and what I feel. And that's joy and laughter. And I strongly believe that was the beginning of healing for me. And so as I waited for answers for three months, as pandemic was going on, doctor shops were closing down and it took that long to get diagnosis and surgery, I made a couple commitments while I was stuck at home in pain. And that was one, every day at noon, I was going to ask myself what it is I needed, close my door. My husband watched the kids because they were home with us and I was off work. And sometimes that was envisioning the mask going away and asking a community of people to see it going away also that I knew, envisioning myself surfing, snowboarding again. Um, and sometimes that was talking to friends. Sometimes it was mindfulness, a lot of self-compassion, and really choosing the best thought, the, gra the gratitude thought during this journey rather than the freak out like it's metastasizing and having panic attacks, which I did a little bit of that. And so lo and behold, they went in for surgery and there was nothing there. This was three months from the day I got that call and that solid mass was just disappeared. And all the doctors that were in the OR, she got five different sets of eyes, were jaws to the floor because it was unheard of. You know, it might shrink a little or they'd see an imprint. She came out and she was like, we didn't take out your ovary. There was nothing there. I don't know what's going on. And I just knew like in my heart, like, wow, it just all connected. I had been burnt out. There were all these signs that I'd been ignoring. My body was telling me to slow down and I had created this illness. And then just in the same way, I was able to heal it and quit my job overnight. Literally <laughs> told my husband, I'm done. I can't go back to work. This is nuts. It's making me sick. 
And I, I don't know what I'll do, but I'm going to start a business and empower women and nurses to heal themselves and overcome burnout. Can you just, can we just like reiterate that powerful line when you're like, I created this. I'm going to create healing too. Yeah. I think that's really was one of the big wakeups. And that's what I'm most grateful for was, wow, I made myself sick by pushing and pushing and doing and doing. And, you know, it was kind of an ego journey to like look for outside answers. And then I had to really go inward and be like, hmm, no, this is actually me doing this. And I do want to honor people get cancer, people get sick. It's I'm not speaking to all illness out there. I'm just speaking to my experience, right? Um, it's not everybody can't be in control of the, every piece of their health, but my mind and body were so connected that I I just know as much and, and there's more clues along the way. I like for example, I went back to work because I spun into fear for like a week. I'm telling you, my chest was on fire. Like I had this like new reflux burning symptom and it was like a moving ball of fire you know yeah so you go back into a stressful situation and your body reacts physically and creates disease so you're sitting in these shoes you told your husband you're not going back to work you have no clue what you're going to do but you're going to do something yeah so you know i love your story too and much like you i didn't have money in the bank for this i didn't have we were in seattle like we're barely getting by on two really good job incomes, you know? And it was like, he literally said, what? And I was like, but what's the alternative? I, I can go and get sick and be unhappy, or I could take this leap, follow my heart, help others, give it a shot. The journey's going to be great. And, you know, if I fail, I fail, but let's give it a shot because I really didn't see an alternative. You know, I didn't see going back to work as the right alternative. And when you come close to death like that, whether it's in your mind or in your body, you really have that moment of what do I really want to do on earth with this limited time? And we we did the thing. We sat by the fire once I told him that and we envisioned a different life for ourselves where we weren't hustling, where our kids weren't in childcare 24-7, where we could walk on the beach and surf before and after work. We just said, we're going to move to the small town in North Carolina in one year. We don't know how we, but I made some sacrifices in order to build the business because it was about half the cost of living than Seattle. So that helped ease his mind a little bit. <laughs> and I just started holding workshops. I just, you know, it started before I was ready. No business training, nothing at that mind. My wealth consciousness was really small. So I didn't invest in myself. I was like, I can do it all by myself. And after about $10, $15 a head work online workshop, I was like, okay, I'm not really going to be able to make a profit. And then I decided to get some training, invest in myself, some business coaching and really birthed uh, Nurse Your Soul, my business. And that became one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching, workshops, public speaking. Was there a reason why you picked that small town? Like, have you, have you been there before? <laughs> I love that question. No one's asked me that. Um, so my husband and me met and lived in Hawaii for 12 years. So we couldn't go back there. We left because of the high cost of living and some of our work hustle. We were working 50 hour weeks in Hawaii, not enjoying our life just to live in Hawaii. And so we were done with that. We were like, 
where can we live that has what we want, but allows us to spend less, work less. And my husband's from North Carolina. So this was like on his bucket list. And he had drugged me here 10 years ago when we were living in Hawaii. And I was like, yeah, I don't think anything compares to Hawaii. So no. But when we became in the situation in the pandemic and I was faced with illness, it was like, you know, that little town you took me to on the beach with the kind of mediocre surf, but the four beautiful seasons, how about we go? And again, he didn't, neither of us got jobs here. We just decided and then created a plan and action steps to make it happen. That's so powerful. You went without even a job. You just said, we, this is the life we want. So we're going to go make it happen. And however, whatever's required of that, of us to do that, we're going to go do it. Yeah. And I mean, let's be honest, there's been hard moments, you know, and my husband, he did, he still kept his job remotely, but it's not, it wasn't permanent. It, it was a temporary pandemic thing. And mm -hmm. so we've had some panic moments and I've certainly, and you know, this gone back to work and, you know, it's not been just easy, breezy, beautiful. I mean, we slip back into old patterns of fear but it's always ironic because when I go back to the bedside in a fuller capacity, it's like my business then starts ramping up and I laugh at myself because I always fall back into some fear, right? Of, okay, how will I provide for my family? And can this business provide, you know, and it, it can, but, you know, as you know, too, we have to, to work with our partner's mindset and work as a team and, you know, he, he had a lot of fears about this too. Yeah. If someone tells you that running a business is always smooth, they haven't taken enough risks. <laughs> yeah. They're lying to you if they are. That's so true. That is definitely true. <sighs> okay. So what have you learned now that you're running a business on the business side of things? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've had the good fortune of meeting you through number one, investing in myself in a wonderful mastermind. And you, you know, people have heard this before, but it's so powerful putting myself in a room with people I wanted to become. And I used to fear that even in the mastermind, I, I paid more for this mastermind than anything I've ever invested in my business. And I remember just standing back in the corner. For the first time. This mastermind costs most more than what people pay for cars. Yeah. Definitely. I never paid that much for a car. I'll be honest. We are a car family. Like yeah. we're like a surfboard family. So I, yeah, this mastermind was like more than my husband. I mean, it was almost like half a college education back when I got one, you know? So it was like a lot. And that was a big leap for me to just decide and say, well, I'll make it, I have to make it in my business now because I'm paying to show up. And that was powerful. And you're paying to be in the right rooms. Yeah. Right. And that for me is so big. Like I was talking to my husband last night, you know, I, I just had this huge win and I have nobody I can celebrate it with. And he's like, you need to get a personal mentor. And he's like, well, what if you talk to this person? I said, no, cause I'm above them. And I don't say that in a rude way, but I say that is in a way where I, I need to be able to talk about my stuff freely and not get judged upon it. Yeah. That's what the mastermind does for sure. And I think I misunderstood what put yourself in the right room meant before. Like I came from that wealth consciousness mind of like, oh, rich people are, 
bad or, you know, that just means that's oogie. Like that's like, I have to meet the right person to introduce me to the right person. And I didn't understand that also what it meant was like your mindset, Kylie, is something that can help me. And you showing me where you are is like, oh, I can get there. I know her. We're talking. And oh, she's showing me her failures. And I'm just saying this as an example. Everyone in the mastermind does this. And so I can see that it's going to be up and down, but I can still get there. Mm -hmm. And of course, the network is powerful too, but obviously in a different way, more like as we learn, you know, providing value and getting to know each other and helping each other. So that was probably the biggest thing for me, leveling up the investment. And and I want to talk about this specifically too, because you're going to talk about investing in your health from a patient standpoint. And we're talking about investing in ourselves from a business standpoint. Um, I can teach people all the tools, all the tactics, all the tricks, all the X's and O's of running a business, especially in the virtual platform. But if they don't see themselves as an expert, no one else is going to see themselves as an expert either. So it starts with from within. And then I always get the question of, well, how much should I charge? And I say this, well, how much have you invested on yourself? Mm -hmm. What kind of program have you invested in? Tell me what's the most you've ever spent on a program. And they'll say, whatever it is. I said, well, then that's your max. That's the max that you can charge because that's what you're willing to do yourself. That's really good. And, So if you're going to join all the free Facebook groups, well, then you better expect to attract all the people who want to just be in the free Facebook groups and not pay for services. If you're going to join the high ticket level masterminds, you're going to attract the right people who see you as an expert because you see yourself as an expert. From a patient standpoint, if you want to get results that are free, sure, don't invest in anything. Take the most random supplements from you find online. But if you actually want to see results, put your money where your mouth is. Because people will have money for their priorities. I don't care if you make $30,000 a year or if you make $300,000 a year. You will have money for your priorities. Correct, Lisa? Yeah, 100%. And, and it, you know, for me and my husband, the vision is not really to be millionaires it's really to be time freedom junkies like time freedom exactly yeah like our value is to walk on the beach and go for a surf and have our children there and not be strapped all the time and so i love that you brought up values because i think that's where it starts and how you then create the business the lifestyle the health you know you're talking about investing money in health and i'm thinking also time i spent a lot of time healing you know like I decided to take time off work to not only grow the business, but to heal and do things I loved and be healthy. Not like, oh, I have to get healthy to coach others. More like I want to be healthy so that I can show up and I can, you know, be an example. And you were healthy physically, mentally, emotionally. Like there's more to it than just taking supplements and becoming physically healthy. You got to have the right space in your head healthy too. So yeah, we could, I mean, you and I could talk about this forever. Um, when you joined the mastermind, did you pay in cash? No, I didn't. And that was another, 
Mm-hmm. That was another huge leap. I also so people will say, well, it's always easy to do something if you have the money. <laughs> we didn't have the money. Yeah. No. We didn't have the money. Okay. We did not have the money to start a business. We did not have the money to invest in masterminds. By the way, I invested in three masterminds last year for a total of over $150,000. Wow. I had a credit card that I had access to. Y'all got access to credit cards. So if you want something to happen, make it happen. Yeah, I, I love that. And I, I it was a mindset shift. I always thought debt was bad. Uh-huh. And you know what it took for me, actually, was recognizing, wait a second, how much debt did I go into to become a nurse, a nurse practitioner? Why is that considered okay? okay? And guess how much I paid for that? I think all in all, 200 grand. Yeah, I'm at 250 for my chiropractic license. And I paid that off. And so it was like, wait a sec, I'm not listening to all that. I This is a tiny, once I said the mastermind was somewhere like close to 20 grand, I thought, that's like tiny, like I'll pay that off. And I stopped pressuring myself to pay it off the moment I signed up. Cause that was my beginner mistake as an entrepreneur. Oh, well, I better get my return. You know, yeah. how do I get an ROI on this fast? Like 30 days. <laughs> like some people do, but then I started just relaxing into it and be like, it took me nine years to pay off my NP debt. Give myself some slack. And you know, I see it as good debt. I see it as an investment in my mind, body, spirit, my network. And I don't know. I just think it's it's credit is not bad if it's being used in the right way. Yeah, I agree. Okay, we could go on our soapboxes forever about this. Um, but if you're listening and you're thinking like, I want to do that program, but I don't have the money for it, find a way. There's always a way. All right, Lisa, where can they go alert to learn more about you? Yeah, thanks for asking. So my business is Nurse Your Soul. So www.nurseyoursoulwithlisa.com. And there's a great freebie there. It's a guided self-compassion practice that you can grab a little uh, tip sheet because we all need a little help with our inner critic. And there's lots of freebies there that you can find too. Perfect. All right, guys, that's nurseyoursoulwithlisa.com. The health coaching certification program that I recommend is Functional Diagnostic Nutrition, or FDN. You can get started anytime. So grab the $250 off code from the show notes and go to fdntraining.com slash Dr. Kylie and get started. Don't wait any longer. Make 2023 your year. Do this for you, your family, and for those you're about to help. fdntraining.com slash Dr. Kylie. Ready to have all of your blood work compiled in one location where you can easily read it all together? Well, go grab my book, Why Are My Labs Normal on Amazon. Grab it, learn how to read your own labs, and take the power back in your hands because your normal blood work is loaded with answers. You just got to have the right person reading it, and the right person can be you. Go grab it on Amazon, Why Are My Labs Normal by Dr. Kylie Burton. Leave a review, and we'll see you on the next episode.